Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Once again, to the Bread and Circuses podcast, I am Rooster here with Disneyland slap fighting aficionado Crow. Uh, oh yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you watch that whole video? Ah, uh, not the whole thing. Uh, I, I kept seeing bits and pieces of it, so not straight through, but I saw a decent amount of it. It was, it was entertaining. It was ghetto. Well, yeah, I didn't know how to go there with that and make it all racial. How so? Because they were all black folk. Well, yeah. Ruining all the white folk time. There's white <laughs> there's white folk in ghettos, too. Yeah, but do they do that in, Dis- in Toontown, in Disneyland, for Christ's sake? I don't know, but uh, I saw Rogan commenting on it. He goes, man, if you're going to fight in public, at least have good form. He goes, those guys had terrible form. I think they're all family members, too. Yeah, they were. Right? Yeah. It, it, was, it was something else, man. And then the one guy that kind of comes up and chokes out the, the dude that was like one of the one of the worst one of the worst actors of the whole deal. Yeah, he choked him out like super fast. But then the dude comes to and he's like, "Who who choked me out?" And the guy's like <laughs> <laughs> the guy just like just walked away. Walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sad though that nobody was like jumping in at first. I don't think I would jump in. Uh I would make sure that my children are nowhere near it. And then um the security was feckless and useless. You would jump in. No, huh? Yeah, I no, bet you would. Absolutely not. I, I would not you. jump in on that. Why not? Because I don't know who these people are and who did what to who. And and uh, uh, you, some of these women, if you get into a fight with them, you've seen their fingernails. Yeah, but I'm just... Dude, it, you, you, you lose an, an eye. You lose an eyeball on this. It's an opportunity for you to punch somebody. Mm-hmm. And when you don't miss many of them. No, if, if you punch up the wrong guy, next thing you know, one of these women's at you, what are you going to do? What are uh, you going to do? I think you would have jumped in. They'd be crazy. <laughs> did you see... Uh, did you see the... Uh, really, nigga? Disavow. That wasn't me. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Amazing Lucas do his liberal Lucas version of it? It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, the I've, I saw Tommy Sotomayor talk about it. and he, What he's say? Oh, what you'd expect Tommy Sotomayor to say. I, I haven't listened to a lot of him. It's, it's stuff I wouldn't be able to repeat. So, <laughs> he, he sounds... You know, if you've ever seen that... Or ever saw the uh, comedy sketch by um, about the race of the blind racist that turned out to be black? Oh, by, the uh, Dave Chappelle thing. Dave Chappelle, um, where he was the clan clan member, and but he's a black guy. Yeah, and then he didn't know he was black, but he was such a good speaker that the clan used him, just kept him in the white hood. Yeah, and then he and took gloves, he and took then he the... finally took it off, and uh, he ended up saying, "Oh, I divorced my, <laughs> I divorced my wife afterwards because yeah. you know." I'm not gonna, yeah. not gonna be married to no end lover, <laughs> yeah. even though, and that. But that's pretty much Tommy. Yeah, except he knows. <laughs> well, isn't isn't he according to the black community uh, appropriating white privilege? I don't know what he's doing. They call him all kinds of names, though. Yeah, well, so, he calls them all kinds of names yeah, back, right back at him. So, huh? We have like literally a billion topics to talk about. I just know everybody's. We have literally a metric shit ton of topics. To everybody's talk about. like using literally, so I was literally like going to mm. use it a lot. Uh, do you even want to get into this Jeffrey Epstein bust? I don't know much about it. I know he's a billionaire who's been caught with this. I mean, there's a little bit. Let's just talk a little bit about this guy. Yeah, he was known for. Um, nobody even really knows what he did. Um, he's like a financial somebody. James, James Patterson, the author, mm-hmm. writes all that Alex Cross, like murder mystery stuff. He actually did a book where he hired three high, cause they, he said the reason he was intrigued is they lived in the same town in Florida and he hired like three real high end private investigators to sort of go through all the stuff. And he said, you know, I can't, he goes, I can't tie him to Clinton. I can't tie him to Trump. He goes, I just, I was curious. He goes, but nobody knows how the guy makes his money. Well, and here's the thing. This is why it's kind of interesting because most there's been speculation now that 
uh, he, he, what was the FBI? Somebody raided his one the of FBI. his mansions and and found a safe that had uh, thumb drives and and photos. And he had two compacts. Well, he had several, but two specific ones were said. Uh, Young nudes one. Yeah, and then there was. Um, well, there was one. There was one where they the they put it out um, for the press and they redacted names. So they go young X with X, which they're thinking was it like you know young Samantha with Clinton is what they're you know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what they're and so they're speculating that he had all these guys. He had dirt on Hollywood people and on politicians that he had set up and basically got extortion money out of him. Could you make a billion dollars doing that, though? No. I don't think he could. No. He's got to be doing something. But uh, it's the guy's creepy. Creepy as hell. Yeah, he's got the whole Matthew McConaughey thing. You know, he keeps getting older, and they stay the same age. And then he had this that everybody knew about. He had this uh, plane, uh, plane that he would fly to his private island, and it was known, as far as I remember, from quite a while ago as, as Pito Island. Yeah, he owns two islands. Yeah. I don't and know pe- where they are. People knew that he had underage and young girls um, at these islands, and the whole point of flying these people there, Kevin Spacey was one of them. Now, Spacey's gay, so maybe he had young boys there too. I don't know. Um, but Clinton had uh, take, uh, Bill Clinton had taken several trips on his private jet to Pito Island without his um, escort, without his uh, Secret Service escort. Well, what they're saying is, you know, he's taken several flights, but and I'm willing to buy this explanation because, you know, the number itself is bad enough. But they said, you know, one outlet is reporting, you know, 20-some flights. And I said, no, because when you take these international flights, you know, you land a bunch of times, and each time is a flight. But the number nobody disputes is that he was on his plane for four separate trips. Right. You know, those trips may have involved m- multiple flights. Well, they showed one of them where he signed some sort of travel itinerary, and his name is right there with Kevin Spacey's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know those those associations alone don't mean anything but then they just don't look no but it adds up and people are the only reason they keep talking about it is because trump had a, a he somewhat said, of a relationship he with said the guy. the guy 15 years ago he said ah oh, the guy's a terrific guy which who doesn't trump say that about yeah and he even his enemies and he also when he's trying to you know butter him up for something but he also said something about how he likes him young yeah he said uh he says we both like, or he says he goes uh, likes beautiful women just like I do. Of course, his are on the younger side, which is mm, doesn't look good. Wow, the way, but it's kind of a way people are saying that he was trying to warn people about this guy without being slanderous. Yeah, who's because that? he had no proof. This guy with the radish, Mike Ramsey. Is that is who that? I heard? I think I heard it from yeah, somebody. Yeah, I think he said the same. But that's thing. actually goes, a good explanation. He goes, "This is his way. He thinks it's his way of going." Um, yeah, watch out for that guy. Yeah. Well, it's like in Hollywood when uh, the Me Too stuff started with um, Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What's his name from Family Guy? Seth. What's his name? McFarlane. McFarlane. When he gave a presentation or one of the like Emmys or whatever, he made jokes about Weinstein being a molester, being a rapist, being handsy. And but he didn't come straight out and say, you know, he's a creeper. But he implied it that everybody knew he was as a joke. And everybody laughed and laughed. But he was trying to say afterwards that, no, I was basically saying it because I couldn't outright say it because it would be slander, libel, slander, whatever it would be. And I couldn't do that. So I made a joke out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of buy that. I kind of, on both cases, I kind of get it because you can't really straight out just say stuff like that. Lawrence O'Donnell did like 20 minutes on MSNBC the other day about, well, you know, Trump said he was a terrific guy. Well, he said that about a lot of people. Yeah. It, that's just his, that's the way he... It's almost like a constant negotiation. I like that guy. This fucking guy. Yeah. This guy. You know. So, yeah, not much more to say about it. The guy's a, 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 a creep. I hope he does time. I, a billionaire that he had a, a woman that would basically facilitate getting these young girls to show up. And I guess he'd start out by just having him give massages and then, you know, the basic then grooming. Him a bunch of yeah, the grooming stuff. Worse. And then he'd have him do topless massage where they'd be topless, but it'd just be a massage. And then it got ramped up to, you know, sexual, actual sexual contact. So I, I hope the guy goes to jail. He, even if he goes to prison, he's not going to, I would love general population where they just shank the shit out of him and, Leave him bleeding for half an hour. Well, it's funny. They I would, seem I would be, love that. They seem to be going harder after this um, Acosta guy, the uh, Trump cabinet member. Yeah. But how he let him off when he was a prosecutor yeah. in Florida or whatever. 
Well, I don't. I heard some of the details of the uh, of the plea, and it, it did sound like bullshit. Like the guy had to go to jail or prison for a certain. I can't remember how many. Thirteen months in county. And jail. he didn't have to stay there all day. He just had to sleep the night there. Then he can go home to one of his they, mansions. During they the do day. that with a lot of people for a lot of things, right? Though. But it it just seems like why then? What's yeah. the fucking point? It's not really. I mean, talk about slap on the wrist for for something is disgusting and egregious as um you know grooming young girls and oh look he, he and, hired dershowitz as one of his attorneys uh, it's just and dershowitz is a damn good defense attorney. i know but it makes it just it, it, I, yeah it makes you feel dirty and you understand the that's the whole thing about the justice system is everybody deserves representation because there might be that one off case where the person actually is innocent but this guy's guilty he's a piece of shit and i i well, according to Facebook, if I were to post on Facebook that I hope he dies miserably and I want people to shank him in prison, that that should be okay for me to say that, according to Facebook now. Okay, well, let's get into the Facebook My rules. segue? Because those things, it was very smooth. You're like a pro now. <laughs> yeah, someone, some random uh, user of Facebook uh, was scouring through the terms of use, and they just recently, and I can't remember the date of it, but just recently changed their terms of service. Or their, or um, it's ridiculous. It means absolutely nothing to basically say that if if uh, if there are certain there are certain people that you can um, threaten physical the, harm or murder. The gist of it is, and you should go read it, but the without getting too detailed on it, the gist of it is they will not accept hate speech, threats of violence, even things they, even what I took to mean is even like suggesting milkshaking. Yeah. You know, because that could be that could lead to violence, um, which was fine. I heard a local lawyer commenting on this, but then they said, except in the case of people that basically we kind of all know to be guilty, or the media has found guilty. So, for example, Paul Joseph Watson posted. He goes, "They could make people could make threats to me personally, and Facebook won't take him down." And he fits like two of the four criteria or something like that. So they're not clear if like you have to fit all of these four criteria. Um, but basically it left a big hole for them to say, yeah, but those people are guilty and these people over here aren't. So it, it has nothing to do with whether they're found legally guilty, whether it sounds like a preponderance of the news media finds them to be guilty. They can be listed as a hate group. So they said, for example, that like the, the Proud Boys are. Yeah. And so is Antifa. But you can't you can't find I don't I don't think those groups are equivalent. And I know people in Antifa say they are, but they're not. I'm trying to look this up on uh on DuckDuckGo and the first page has nothing about it. Yeah, I mean you can just go right into their terms of service and look at it. It's long. I Yeah, that's why I wanted I to get I suggest to anybody listening just go ahead and look at look at it themselves, but the local lawyer whose name escapes me here, who was talking about it on the radio today, was saying, he goes, my advice, because it's what he, that falls right into the wheelhouse of what he does. I think O'Brien's his last name. I can't remember. He goes, uh, he said, I would advise them, like for the first part of it, where they said, we're not going to accept any hate speech or things like that. He goes, just stop there. He goes, the second you say all the other stuff about, yeah, except for these people. Yeah. He said, no, 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 no. He goes, get rid of that. He goes, get rid of that yesterday. That's just wrong. Well, so, I mean, I I don't understand why they'd even do that in the first place. Because they're, they're supposed... I mean, for, first of all, even a convicted felon, let's say uh, uh, somebody who's convicted of a sexual assault, you can't tell people to go murder that guy. Right. That's against the law. Right. So, But it's not against Facebook's policy. I know. But if you if the policy says we allow you to do that. It's like a wink and a nod saying that go ahead, but it's not saying, but by the way, it's illegal to do that. So you'll get in trouble. I mean, if a person does do that after reading their terms, say, Hey, I have, a, I have a go ahead to do this on YouTube. It's okay. And then they do it. And then they get the full effect of the law and say, no, that's illegal. Um, why wouldn't YouTube get in trouble for that? Too? Because they're, they're not a publisher, but they're acting like one. Exactly. And yeah. that's where this is. This is going to come to a head in the next couple of years. Here, this whole, um, this whole publisher versus platform. And thing. sticks has sticks hex and hammer six six six. Go check his uh, YouTube ch- um, channel; it's pretty good. Um, he talked about how absolutely 
these tech giants, these tech um, social media giants, they are operating. They're not operating as a private entity anymore. Um, they they're like with Trump saying that he when he tweets that he doesn't he should be able to allowed to block people that he doesn't like, and the courts even came back and said. No, you can't block people because this is basically a public forum. No, that's not why they said he couldn't block people. Why? So he said that, and it was it was in the uh, it was in the argument that he that uh, they beat that case with. He said his personal Twitter page should be viewed as a government site. So he said, "This is where I'm going to put my policy out. Okay. This is where I'm going to do all my stuff." Good. So they said. You can't, you can't uh, block people if you're going to say that's your official government site, which he did. That's fine. Right. But now they're saying this is going to come back to bite AOC because she's blocking people all the time. And now the case is, has she said that? Has she said that's her, um, has she said that's her official government site? No. But on the other hand, has she acted as if it were? Is she putting out her policy stuff? She probably is. She probably because it's is. too hard to differentiate right. at this point, and that's the problem with. It's my I think my point still stands because it doesn't matter what he says. Or, I mean, it does matter to a degree, but the way they're dealing with it is still there's kind of a hand in hand thing with the government going on because now the government puts out alerts on Facebook and Twitter. Right. Um, they're using these these services as public spaces, right, or as 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 government um, official government channels to get information to people and the. You can't untie it at that point anymore from from being a public space. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm uh, just Stick saying, said it obviously more eloquently than me, and he had better examples. It's not as simple as saying, "Well, if Trump can't block people, other people can't block people." There, you have to make the legal argument and the comparison as to why. Just like I said, he came out and said, "It is my official site." AOC and other people have not. But the question then becomes, have they acted as if it was? Right. I get and that. You can make the case I get that part, but beyond that. I think just by having government officials using these, regardless of if it's a private or, or or official, I think by having them on there, you're opening it up and saying it is a public forum at this point that's kind of indispensable to public discourse and political discourse. See, I don't think it is if they just keep if they keep it to uh, opinions on stuff. When they start putting out their policy stuff, like assume, in my opinion, maybe not the legal system's opinion. But when AOC releases her Green New Deal on there, I think that she's releasing policy on there. It's no longer her opinion like the president's a jackass kind of thing. Um, so yeah. I, I think something's going to happen with that. She's I think she's subject subject to two lawsuits on it right now. It's just it seems like more and more of of the almost desperation by these these tech figures when they after Trump got elected and they realized that their forums helped get him elected. Um, and they, they couldn't handle that. They, 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 you know, you saw these videos of these meetings they had where people were crying. Um, well, I just, I saw the one, the but, Google but one. But you also, you also, not just that one, but you hear, you, you see the, the, uh, the writing between them and, and, Oh yeah, came out that saying that you know how do we let this happen? Even Zuckerberg has given speeches about it where he's alluded to the fact that we can't let this happen again. He didn't specifically say, you know, we're stopping the president or the re-election. He didn't specifically say that, but that's what he was getting at. Everybody knows it, and all these tech guys have the same attitude. They're like, shit, we can't be we we can't be blamed for Trump, so we got to try to stop this. Well, fuck you. It's worse than Russian meddling. What you motherfuckers are doing now. Well, and I, I think it probably is, but I also think you're seeing a good, a healthy percentage of these conservative-leaning people at these companies going, hey, wait a second, here's what's happening. Yeah, it's and they're getting ju- out. They're just releasing item after the Project item, Project Veritas email is, email. Is, is a big enough name now where these people are going to them and seeking them out going, hey, I got to talk to you. But now they're trying to discredit the people who do. Like some engineer will come out and say, hey, look, they want us to write this algorithm and to do this, and then the company will be like, well, that guy's a drunk. We've talked to him about his drinking at work, and so it's just a character assassination thing. Yeah. But, you know, to this, getting back to this lawyer's point where he was talking about this privacy policy, he goes, the idea that Jack Dorsey or um, Mark Zuckerberg is involved in every one of these decisions, he goes, probably not. He says, but the difference is it's generally not one really big, bad, evil person at the top. It's a 100 
moderately evil people that are way worse. I think that was actually Jesse Kelly who said that. Yeah. Uh, conservative commentator. Well, I'm trying to find articles about the uh, about the new terms, about the their endorsing endorse, or not endorsing, but allowing uh, relaxing their um, ban on talk about violence or whatever. I yeah, can't Tim, find it. Tim Pool's got a thing on it. There's a lot of people talking about it, but it's sure not showing up in my well. He sh- searches he, here on his site. He even puts the in his video. He puts the terms of service and he scrolls okay, through. Okay, good. But well, Tim's getting to be a little bit of an alarmist. Too. Well, it's it's almost like I think it's it's he's it's too much for him. He's he's got to take a step back because yeah. you're in the trenches like he is and, and constantly looking into this stuff. It's going to affect you. He's going to have like post traumatic stress. Disorder. I think so. <laughs> I mean, really? Well, he was talking about the other day. He's had a couple of videos now where it's like, yep, the Civil War is coming. It's oh good. yeah, he said a few of those already. And he's, yeah, he's 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 going off the deep end a little bit. Yeah, dial it back, Tim. We love you. Take it easy. <laughs> Go on vacation, man. Yeah. Well, he did. He bought his little. He, he bought a van. Yeah, so he could drive around the out. country, and then and then the first thing he did was go him. go to some you know wilderness area and get the hell away from me. He kind of unibombered. Yeah, he goes. This looks nice. The and then a day later, he's back in. Yeah. <laughs> he was like looking around, going, "Wow, there are some beautiful things in this country." When you get out and look, it's like, yeah, there are, dude. You should do it more yeah. often. It's called a weekend. So. All right. Um, I want to talk about. I, I know people are going to hate me for this. I want to talk about the women's U.S. soccer team again. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Because I had a great idea for this. I had a friend. I talked to a female friend that just loved that. Oh, isn't that great that they won? And the, I go, they're arrogant fucking assholes. She goes, no, they were just celebrating. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. They were not just celebrating. They you were know, being dicks. In completely. my point, in my, how how dare you call them dicks? They're women. I was being, um, what do you call it? You were, you were gender appropriating. No, I was I was uh, not assuming that they didn't have dicks <laughs> because one or two of them probably do. <laughs> At least very enlarged. Uh... No, but <laughs> <laughs> whoa there, chief. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in a second. But again, the part that bothered me about them was not them winning or talking about how good they are. They are obviously far better than most of the other teams in the world because women's soccer nationwide or worldwide is not that good and the united states has a lot of resources um and a big pool to draw from yeah that's what i mean so there's i mean women's soccer is a much higher level sport just like softball is for women um you know basketball softball uh and soccer those are kind of the big three for women in this country soccer doesn't even register in the top 10 for men it's the most played sport by kids 12 and under in this country, and the least played sport above 12. Kids just quit. You know, they stop. They go on to other sports. And, well, that's for boys. So, you know, we've got a big pool of resources, and we beat them, beat the rest of the world for the most part. There's only five or six teams that give them a run for it. So when they were beating them, and in the first round beating teams quite badly, and they were celebrating, I think excessively, and people commented about it. They made it a sexist thing. Like, they wouldn't say this to men, which is absolutely provably false because they'll say that to men. You run up the score on another team in men's professional sports, and someone will say something about it. Um, but this has been just such – instead of just like they won and it's awesome, they're making it this big girl power thing, um, which is fine. Be proud of it. But when they start saying we need to have equal pay – for women's soccer because we win and the men didn't even qualify. Well, there's an issue, and I don't understand all this stuff, but uh, FIFA, the worldwide soccer organization, uh, has some pay discrepancy in there. But when you base what the sport makes worldwide for men versus what it makes for women, the women are getting a higher percentage, U.S. women are getting a higher percentage of that money than the U.S. men are. But I'm thinking, you know what, they say they should carry this over. The WNBA players should make as much as the NBA players. I'm going, you know what, do that. Just go ahead, do that. Watch what happens to that women's sport. I mean, the WA gets, I'll bet you their attendance is not, I bet you it's not 20% across the across the league of what the men get. Why don't they just absorb the WNBA into the NBA and then have it a co-ed team? Yeah, because we're all the same. Because we know women wouldn't get to play then. 
that not the exact same women's soccer team, U.S. women's soccer team, they played an exhibition against some 15-year-old kids, uh, a 15-year-old elite soccer school, boys' school, and they lost. Now they'll say, well, yeah, but it was an exhibition. Maybe they weren't trying that hard and the boys were. Fine. Play them again. Do it again. If you can't honestly believe that the U.S. men's team, though they did not make the uh, – World Cup, the men's World Cup, would lose to the women's team. I'll bet you they beat them 15 to nothing. Yeah. I really honestly, they would beat them worse than they beat Thailand. Right. You know, which is a small company with not much of a women's soccer program. But here's my idea. I think some country out there, because, you know, we're all the same and trans power and all that stuff. Some country that's got, I'm trying to think of like... um It'd have to not be a Western European team that's real powerful, like the Dutch or something like that. They need to find, or Brazil or something, they need to find a team that's like Mexico maybe, that has a strong soccer program. Just get a bunch of trans women. <laughs> they should take a bunch of moderately talented men who want to identify as women, put them on a women's soccer team for the world next time it comes up, and they will clean out Every single team. That's that actually a fantastic idea. That's what they should do. If I was a country, like a, I don't, not a premier soccer country, and Mexico probably is. So my apologies to Mexico, but you know, take a team like I know they'd never do it in Iran because you know, but they have a. So okay, how you should pick a team. Yeah. You should pick a team that's got a bunch, and just all the women, all the I'm using air quotes here. The women should be men who identify as women. Yeah. For the purposes of that so soccer how do you term, think because this, gender is fluid. How do you, you think know? this Megan Rapinoe would deal with that then? Rapino. Rapino. What would she do? Would she, would she complain about it or would she have to sit there and take it with a smile? See, that's the point. She's totally checkmated in this Yeah, thing. I don't even know how she could respond she can't, to it. She can't say, uh, you know, cis men. No, and, and she would be stepping on their rights and she would be uh, being a bigot towards trans if she called out that aspect of it. That yeah. it was unfair, right? Right. So she'd have to sit there and just smile and, and take it. Yeah. Like a trooper. Yeah. So there's an article. But I, Oops, Sorry, right. I just finished. Abby Wambach, who used to be on the team, she was the first one who came out on Twitter and goes, after that Thailand team got smoked 13 to nothing by us, and said, oh, if, if it was a men's team, no one would say this, which is, again, yeah, you probably brought, yeah. false. I would love to see what Abby Wambach has to say. When they get beat fifteen to nothing by a trans team, by a trans team, yeah. I mean, they don't. If if these Connecticut high school kids who were who were middle of the road sprinters can now be identified as women without any surgery, no. Uh, from my understanding, no surgery, no um, chemical. Uh, what am I saying? No estrogen, estrogen injections, hormone replacement. Yeah, right hormone replacement. That's what I was looking for. No altering of their body chemistry. Well, they if, at very least have to get like weaves. Yeah. So anyway, if if they can identify as women and run as women and win college college scholarships for track as women, then why can't the uh, you know the guys who got cut from the U.S. team or any other team? Why can't they go do it? Well, Ukraine. There you go. Make it make a uh, trans women team, and all the guys have to do is say that they feel like women. And yeah. that day, and I, I would love to see that and see what I'm happens. not even kidding. As it would be a beautiful troll if it happens, it's my idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, wait, how dare you say troll? Hand me that. I'm empty here. Hand me yours because you're not going to drink it. No, how can you say troll? I'm serious, I believe in the trans rights. So, Ooh, that sounded good, refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, so. Um, there's an article here. BPR Business and Politics has an article. U.S. women's soccer team slammed for disgusting celebrations after every goal. Disrespect to the U.S. flag. Did you see this? No. These. I saw the footage. It It, it is pretty infuriating. Uh, after after a win, they were they had the American flag. I don't know the names of these women, so I'm going to. They probably have it in the article. Maybe I'll just I only read know it. like two of them. I'll read it because I think they'll bring it up. And they'll, it'll be better than what I have to say about it. But I was, I was pretty infuriated by it. Um, so on the same day that Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer delivered a speech whining that members of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team deserve 
to earn as much as their male counterparts, never mind that the male team generates far more revenue, the female team inadvertently proved to the entire world why, if anything, they may deserve to earn far less. Um, And then there's a little thing from Mark Emsmick, a fact and basic economics matter, Senator Schumer. Previously, the men's World Cup soccer revenue was $4 billion, and the women's World Cup soccer revenue was $73 million. I prefer to watch the women competition, but it's not up to you to decide what everyone should pay and watch. So, during the team's first match in the women's World Cup against Thailand on Tuesday, its female members behaved like complete jerks, to put it mildly. First player, Megan Rapino refused to sing the national anthem as it blared through the state Auguste de Lune Stadium in France. Why? to take a stand against alleged income inequality, alleged lack of criminal justice reform, and the alleged oppression of gay people in America. Yeah, because in America, gays are the most oppressed people. That was me. That was an aside by me. Um, Known for taking a knee in 2016 in solidarity with disgraced former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, uh, Rapino is an openly gay anti-Trump zealot who thinks President Donald Trump is a sexist, misogynistic, small-minded, racist, and not-good person who's destroying America. When asked last month what it would take for her to return to singing the anthem, she said it would take criminal justice reform. It would take a huge inequality gap that we have to be much better. It would take a lot of progress in LGBTQ rights. Let's go beat the queer rights. We just have such a disparity in this country in so many different ways. That's what that stands for, right? Uh, Let's go beat the queers. I thought it was liquor, guns, bacon, and tits. Yeah, but what's the... Oh, uh, barbecue. Liquor, guns, bacon, tits, and barbecue. All right. We just have such a disparity in this country, so many different ways, inequality in so many different ways. There are things that are much more important than soccer. Trump already achieved historic criminal justice reform, spurred an increase in wages, and tapped members of the gay community to serve in his administration. But never mind the facts. That is a good point. Uh, uh, Trump uh, is working with Kardashian to do the... Uh, to get people out of prison that are wrongly accused or unjustly yeah. in prison. So-called... Um, you but, know, he, but he hates black people. But he hates black people. And he's uh, got who's the um, he's got an ambassador that's openly gay. Uh, what's his name? He's a smart guy, too. I can't remember his name. Oh, I see what you did there. You said he's gay and he's smart. Like, yeah, like that doesn't tie together. Yeah, I, I, I see. Don't know. Like you had to point it out. He's okay. a clean, well, well, well spoken young gentleman. Clean cut. Um, I'm trying to figure out the whole thing. Uh, oh, uh, second, the members of the women's soccer team braggadociously sell. I like that word. Braggadocious. Braggadociously celebrated every single goal they scored against Thailand, which for the record never even stood a chance. Yeah. Every goal they had to rub it in. I don't, I don't mind a team celebrating oh, every goal. You, we I talked don't. about this before. It bothers me. But I, I did not watch the game because I'm not interested in soccer in general. But I heard it was like coordinated. It was like a touchdown dance. You know when a team will get together and do a touchdown dance? I like football. I watch football. And when a whole team does a touchdown dance, I'm like, cut it out. Yeah, so even the substitutes joined arms and jumped up and down with wide smiles during the celebrations while Thai players were left in tears. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back a second. Well, I wanted to go okay. to the flag thing real quick here. Uh, oh, this is long. So go ahead and what you're saying. I'm going to try to find it here. So, and I realize this is not professional soccer versus World Cup soccer, that's where you get that FIFA thing, I think, that comes in. I could be wrong again. I don't understand soccer. So you said the men's program bought brought in, and this may just be the World Cup program, but I don't think it is, brought in $4 billion, and the women's brought in 73 But in the time frame, too, is, is a big deal, too, right? Is that what you're going to bring up? No. Oh. So I'm just looking up top men's players here, and I realize these are international but, you know, as long as fair's fair, why do countries matter? You know, hey, we should live without borders, right? Uh, Lionel Messi is one of, I think, one of the two most highly regarded soccer players in the world. Lionel Messi makes 40 million euros. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo makes 31 million euros. Euros are about 110% of, uh, or no, a dollar is about 100. It's a dollar ten. Or a dollar thirteen to a euro. So, if women want to be paid anywhere along these lines, let's say they even got paid half as much, they can't even afford to pay the top two players, right? Yeah. So I say, by all means, do it. Watch what happens to your game. 
What are you going to do then? Are you going to tax men's soccer and say, well, you have to pay for women's soccer? Well, fuck you. They're not going to do it. By the way, that's what happens in the WNBA. Because the WNBA owners, for the most part, are the NBA owners. So, like, Glenn Taylor owns the Timberwolves. I believe he owns the Minnesota Lynx. And the Lynx have been a very successful team, winning a lot of championships. I still don't think they make money. (laughs) You know? And they're saying, well, these women should be paid as much as the men. I think you either say, look, be glad at this point that you're getting paid what you're being paid based on the amount of revenue you're generating. Or you just say... You know what? You're right. We're just going to have one league. You got to play in. You got to be better than the guys. And yeah. if you're better than the guys, you should get paid like the guys. Or if you're just as good as the guys. I'm frankly I'm tired of this discussion. The not with you, but with the just generally speaking. This whole uh equal pay for equal work bullshit. Well, one thing I did here along these same lines is they they took like the top I think it's like 15 or 20 male models. Their salaries together do not equal any of the top 10 women's models. Well, it's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Well, why is that? Well, women are generally prettier than men, you know? A player on the U.S. women's national soccer team intentionally dropped the American flag on the ground during post-victory celebrations after the team's big win against the Netherlands in the World Cup final finale on Sunday. Midfielder Allie Long initially dragged the flag on the ground, and when she turned towards the cameras to pose alongside Megan, I always say Rapineau, but I just can't help it, and, and Alex Morgan, she dropped the flag at her feet for the photo op and can be seen stepping on it. Watch the video below. I watched the video. It was like a little choreographed little, little end zone dance they both did, basically shuffling around like on top of the fucking flag. Keep doing it. And unbeknownst to the three, Kelly O'Hara ran up from behind and quickly snatched the flag from the ground. Um, I think she probably realized how bad this looked. Or maybe she doesn't agree with them. Right. I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm not going to assign motivation. But, but, yeah, I guess that could be I am. I'm going to assign motivation. No, no, for her, maybe. maybe, maybe For her, I don't know. Yeah, maybe she legitimately thought this is disgusting. I can't have this. Or she's like, oh, shit, this looks bad. And went, I don't know. I have no idea. But, um yeah, they they were briefed. So, uh, Benghazi Benghazi hero John Tig Tegan pointed out that the blunder happened despite the fact that players were briefed on proper flag etiquette. Yeah. So it's not a blunder at that point. It's it's intentional disrespect of the flag. Um, he goes, I know dragging it on the ground and throwing it down like it's a piece of paper isn't part of that. It's not hard to hand it off and celebrate. Your coaching staff or trainers are there to take it. Um, Damn amazing disrespect for a photo op, he wrote, addressing Long and then addressing a thank you to O'Hara for picking up the flag. Um, yeah, and it, just to, I mean, it's its everything that you hate about um, arrogant, you know, um, entitled Americans. Yeah. You know? And it just, it just shows it. I mean, even people from other countries watching this and going, oh, my God, they're supposed to be representing America and look what they're doing. Yeah. That it's disgusting. Well, and they they kneel for the anthem, but they won't. But they say, "Oh, we support our troops." Well, your troops are the ones who are going. That's the flag I wear in my uniform. I, you know, I'm not for you disrespecting it. But I did want to get briefly into the Kaepernick flag thing. But let's do some would you rather's first. Work. All right, we're getting along on time. All right, Kaepernick flag. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I don't even have anything. To, he's got some new shit. Oh, the the yeah. shoes. Yeah. Okay, we'll go into that. Um, where are we? I gotta mark off our last spot when we get done here. We talked about unicorns. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, <laughs> I accidentally read ahead a little bit here. It's a couple, couple funny ones up ahead. Um, would you rather fight the superhero Captain America or fight the villain, the Joker? Oh, I don't know. Captain America, I think, would just, like, stand up there and be like, here I am and kick the shit out of you. I think I'd fight Captain America because he wouldn't uh, cripple and maim me. Yeah. He would be like, I'm just going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. He'd be like, are you done now? Right. So <laughs> Joker's going to, you know, the Heath Ledger Joker from the Dark Knight stuff? Yeah. That's not a Joker I'd want to fight. I There's almost any Joker I wouldn't want to fight because they're ruthless murderers and they'll maim and kill. So, yeah, no Joker. They're, and they're tricky bastards. Now, I'm, well, I should say the Joker is a tricky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but every inner incarnation from the comics to the cartoons to the 
movies. So fight Captain America, take your beating, yeah. move on. It's like the Winter Soldier, that scene. By the way, one of my favorite movies ever, a Captain America Winter Soldier. But there's a scene where he, uh, Captain America is on the boat and he fights off with um, the French guy. Um, uh, JSP? Yeah, uh, the actual MMA Saint fighter. Pierre. Yeah, uh, George St. Pierre. Uh, I can't remember his name in the movie, but or talk or something like that. And they fight. And it was kind of a mutual respect thing where Cap's like, all right, takes off his helmet and goes, let's do this, and just kicked his ass. And the guy, the Bartok, Bartrock or whatever, was a great fighter. And Cap didn't, like, maim the guy. He beat the living shit out of him, but he didn't, like, you know, cripple the guy for life. Yeah. And so if you, dependent, if you, no matter, I mean, you have to do something pretty bad for, for Captain America to fuck you up, you know, for life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not that kind of guy that would be doing something, that, you know, that would that would warrant that. Even, Joker, if I, even if I did do something that warranted that, I don't think Captain America would do that. Joker wouldn't kill you. He'd just kill everybody you know. Yeah. Yeah. Badly. Yeah. This <laughs> is send you the video. I'd like to know the person that would say they'd fight the Joker as yeah, opposed no, to Captain no America. Thanks. I mean, Batman. Captain America is going to kick your ass. Batman. Let's just... Batman would say he'd rather fight the Joker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's pathological. Right. He's got to beat the Joker. Would you rather work as an Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory or be a lollipop kid in The Wizard of Oz? I That's too old of a reference. The lollipop kids, they all I know is they sang that silly lollipop song. Yeah, and you know, there's flying monkeys in that one, which scares me. But at the other, on the other hand, working as an Oompa Loompa, those guys, it looks like they work. I don't know. Yeah, well, they, it's I almost like they were created for it. I think the working conditions as an Oompa Loompa yeah. would be terrible. I, neither one. I don't like that one. I don't have an answer. I, I would go lollipop guild if I had to. <laughs> okay. Would you rather go on tour as a roadie for your favorite band or be a key part of an entourage for a band whose music you don't like? It's an odd question. Well, I mean, roadies, they do a lot of work. And, you know, if it's a band you liked, I'm sure you'd. You'd like being part of that, but if you're the entourage, I mean, you're going to be at the after parties and all that stuff, not having to set up and take down. and Yeah, key part of the entourage. Yeah. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to be an entourage for anybody. I'd feel like a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. So I guess I'd be the roadie. Yeah, the roadie. There's some nobility in that. Okay. I think we'll stop there. All right. So the the Kaepernick thing, he, he reared his... Ugly afro head again. And I only say the afro thing because that afro is huge. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's overcompensating. Yeah. But he um, uh, he has, you know, his deal with Nike. Nike was putting out a shoe that had the original 13 Colonies flag on the back of it. Yep. And according to news sources, pretty they call much universal. Betsy Ross flag. Yeah. Which, by the way, Betsy Ross never knitted the flag. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? That was a story that was put together by her fam- by family members of hers like 70 or 80 years later. So um, anyway, but they call it the Betsy Ross flag. And he said, oh, you shouldn't do that because that flag represents slavery. Never noticing that it was one of the flags that Barack Obama hung at his inauguration. It was okay then. There's actually you know? a couple of them there. Yeah, Mike Rowe had a great flanking him. Yeah, Mike Rowe had a great response to that. He's like, "Well, do we get rid of churches because there were churches around then? Do we get rid of the bald eagles because hey, bald eagles were flying around then?" And he starts naming all these things that were symbols that were around during the time of slavery. It's like, where do we start? He goes, "I understand your opinion, but your logic doesn't make any sense." And this goes back to the uh, Jason Whit- Whitlock thing, the sports writer who said the problem with Kaepernick is. I don't, he goes, I don't think he knows what the hell he's talking about. What does kneeling for the anthem have to do with police brutality? What does saying get rid of this shoe have to do with, with you know, slave conditions today? It's just – and Nike bowed to it. And it's just stupid. Yeah, it's, it's basically uh, – it's like parents um, capitulating to petulant children. Yeah. So you have a child that throws a tantrum it doesn't really know – like why they just don't feel good. They don't like what's happening. Um, they can't really um, it put it into words because they're children and they're dumb. And so they throw a fucking tantrum and the parents give into that tantrum. That's what's happening. Yeah, so. absolutely. But I just think it's funny. And I've thought about this ever since Jason Whitlock mentioned it. He goes, nobody interviews Kaepernick on this stuff because they can't, he won't talk because it doesn't take him very long to realize he has no idea. Yeah, what he's, he's a talking big about. dumb dummy. He is a dummy, you know? I mean, yeah, okay, because you can throw a 
football poorly and run fast doesn't mean you should have an opinion on this stuff. But he does. And he's talked himself out of a, a, a shit ton of money. Right. Well, these companies keep doing this shit because I don't know if boycotts work or not, but I'm not, I don't buy shit from Nike specifically because I don't agree with all their bullshit. I don't buy stuff from Starbucks because their coffee sucks for one. But if I really needed a caffeine fix, I I would stop into Starbucks and get just a coffee just to get the caffeine. I won't even do that anymore. I'll stop at Holiday, get a shitty gas station coffee. Well, there's an endorsement for Holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, most gas station coffee is... Not good. I can't tell good coffee from bad coffee. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit. sometimes it depends on how they make it. But, um, you know, uh, like Starbucks, a good example is they they keep doing shit. Like when they um, gave a scholarship to the two guys that were there um, not ordering food or, or beverages and wanted to use the bathroom yeah. and were told they couldn't use the bathroom and they made a big stink out of it. And then um, Starbucks had a whole big thing where they shut down the businesses for a day to do diversity training. And then they gave – I mean, they just totally fucking caved to bullshit – now they're doing the thing where a barista said that a customer was didn't feel safe because there were police officers in and they kicked yeah. all the police officers out. I mean, fuck you, Starbucks. Fuck you. And here's the thing. I don't put police officers up on a pedestal. I don't think they're better than everybody else. They're people, they're people that work a job just like everybody else. They have higher standards they have to uphold because there's a, a an element to it that's more dangerous. But um, they they deserve respect of any business, a construction worker, a fireman, um a doctor, teacher, the same thing. You can't tell, you know, how can you do that? Uh, and it's not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, the, that they're um, heroes or anything. Because who knows? I don't know these people personally, these cops personally. You're, not, but they're, you're but, not a hero just because you put the you put the uniform on. You pull a family out of a burning car. Yeah. You're a hero. So, but, but them working a job and going in to get uh, to sit down and have a coffee um, – and somebody says they feel safe, so they have to leave. And then, you know, here's the thing about the cops. They didn't put up a stink. They said, okay, and they left. Yeah. Um, are they, are they going to get a scholarship from Starbucks? Are, there, are their children going to get taken care of them, get you know, get um, money for Starbucks to go to school? I would guess that Starbucks is going to close soon. I'm going to guess there's a whole lot of people that won't go yeah, there anymore. Yeah, fuck them. I mean, this is that's it's egregious. And, I mean, and, the, and the people who support that will probably go there anyway. People are like, yeah, I don't feel safe with the cops in here. I'm woke, and they'll go in. But there's going to be somewhere between 30 and 50% of their customers are going to go, I'm not putting up with that bullshit anymore. Right. So. You go in there You go in there with a MAGA hat on, and they'll kick you out. I mean, that, that you'll, you know that, because especially depending on where you're at. No, they won't kick you out. They won't kick out the person who screams at you about yeah. how you're evil. Yeah. How you're a Nazi, even if you're a 75-year-old Jewish man. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that before, so. All right, there's one more quick thing I want to get to. This uh, um, Ilhan Omar, do you hear her I've latest got, I've lie? I've got this pulled up on the on my webpage here. She never gets called out on this stuff. It's a report. Ilhan Omar embellished a story about elderly black woman arrested for, arrested for shoplifting. This is by Chuck Ross from Alpha News, our uh, local Minnesota uh, news source. Democratic Minnesota Rep. Elon Omar admitted to embellishing a story she recently told a group of high school students about an elderly black woman she said was arrested for shoplifting a loaf of bread because her granddaughter was starving. Mm -hmm. A Washington Post profile of Omar details the progressive Democrat story to a group of 400 high school students at Richfield High School. According to the Post, Omar recalled that five years earlier, when she worked for a city councilman in Minneapolis, she encountered a sweet old African-American lady who said she was arrested for stealing a $2 loaf of bread in order to feed a starving five-year-old granddaughter. Omar, who came to the U.S. as a Somali refugee when she was a teenager, told the story as she argued that the U.S. has an unfair and unjust society, according to the Post. Omar said that the woman spent the weekend in jail before going before a judge where she received an $80 fine, which she was unable to pay. I couldn't control my emotions, Omar told the students, because I couldn't understand how a roomful of educated adults could do something so unjust. You sounded like Bernie Sanders at the end there. Uh, bullshit, she said she yelled at the women's court hearing to a bunch of high school students. She, she said she said she yelled out bullshit. But Omar, and I'm sure um, she loved the reaction she got from the, from the, the, the students that just kind of like laughed and looked down. Oh, <laughs> oh, she said a bad word. Um, very bold. Well, 
Omar's story may have been too good to be true. And as the post noted, it mirrors a vignette in Les Miserables. So the play says it kind of looks like she stole it straight out of Les Miserables. Omar acknowledges to the post that she may have misstated some facts of the woman's arrest. Isn't misstating facts a lie? It is. She might have, well, if you misstate facts and it's because you have a hazy memory, but that's, if you're calling them facts at that point, it's a lie. You should say, I'm not sure I recall this correctly, but this is how I remember it. Yeah, if you say, I may have gotten some details wrong. She may have had a prior arrest, Omar told the newspaper. I'm not sure, she continued, adding that the details might not have all matched, but it's what I remember. Yeah, so after she gets caught busted, she says that. Uh, city officials in Minneapolis also disputed Omar's story, saying that shoplifters are not arrested unless they have also committed a violent crime or other offense. Offenders are typically required to attend a three-hour remedial class, according to the Post. Omar has been accused of fabricating other aspects of her past. I'm not going to go into it. So, yeah, because there are too many. Yeah. So. Well, my my point in calling this a lie is, you know, you can finesse that and say, embellishment to me means uh, it wasn't an $80 fine, it was an $800 fine. Oh, wait, I got that wrong. Okay. Or maybe you did it knowingly and you made it sound worse, but you're like, well, they still paid a fine. Yeah, like a big fish story. Yeah. There's some element. It's a lie when you intentionally change the facts. And I think she intentionally changed the facts because it's unlikely, I think, a woman who, a grandmother who is stealing a loaf of bread, you know, a shoplifter, I think has a prior violent history she might but it's unlikely because most people don't have a prior violent history even people who shoplift most of them don't have a prior violent history um so the likelihood is that she didn't and so omar made this up yeah she just made it up or or maybe this woman um resisted arrest whatever i mean there was something other than shoplifting involved but if you resisted arrest you're not getting an 80 dollar fine True, but maybe there's some sort of plea where there are there's something where the judge is saying, okay, here's the deal. My point is I think this entire story is yeah. fabricated. Yeah, yeah. The entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's not going to – She's she's just narcissistic enough to, to – and she's been held, propped up so much that she believes she can do or say anything at this point. Yeah. So. But I just I, – I love her whole thing about the systematic inequality and discrimination and everything. And yet somehow you're in Congress. But I got a question for Ilan Omar. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. <laughs> wow. Gotta use those sound effects. Yeah, I guess. The soundboard, I should say. <laughs> Alright, well, I think we're up on time here. Let's take a look here. We are. But uh, next episode, we're going to talk about this uh, decision to uh, not allow... Um, the uh, question of citizenship on the census. Okay. All right. And you'll um, you'll try not to start a fight. No, but we'll, we'll probably get people to agree with me on it, and it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. So if you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at bread and circuses podcast dot com or crow at bread and circuses podcast dot com. Or if you want to look us up, on, we're on the Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, my mate.